It's Occasionally Coherent Sports Talk with your hosts, KC and Miami Marcus. What is going on, everybody? We are back. The boys are back. Occasionally Coherent Sports Talk. Myself, KC, along with my co-host, as always, the one and only Miami Marcus. What's going on, Marcus? You're going to hiatus for a year and you and you regain the co-host status. Uh, it's been it's been less it than hurts. a year. You I dropped think me down. It's been less than a you year. You dropped me down to Evan status, man. You what do you mean? You're we're co-hosts together. You're, uh, yeah, you 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 said I, I was the co-host. You just implied that you're the host. We have this discussion <laughs> once a month. <laughs> it's the reason why I've been hold. That's why I was that's went why, on strike. Yeah, contract contract holdout. Yeah, and pulling a Le'Veon Bell union strike. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Marcus? I'm doing pretty good. Right yeah. now, I'm recording in an undisclosed location <laughs> in SEC territory. It's true. He is in SEC territory. I definitely haven't disclosed potentially where you might be living on occasionally coherent, but you know. Where'd you put? Uh, actually, I guess I, I guess I haven't uh, said where you are now. But I said when you were in Texas, I did say that you had relocated to Texas. But I guess you've moved since then. I have. I gotta so. keep moving. So the state of Wisconsin's after me because I stole a bunch of vaccines from Tony Evers. Mm, yeah, they're after you for that <laughs> one. You pledged your allegiance to Aaron Rodgers and then uh, took all the to vaccines. Throw Rogan, dude. Throw Rogan. I'm not gonna lie. When I first read that after the game, I I thought that was pretty funny. Like that that one that one got me. I was like, that that's pretty good. Uh, we can we can jump right into it. So uh, I I feel like both of our our teams' seasons ended in uh, disappointment, and we're talking about the Green Bay Packers and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Packers lost in the, the divisional round to the Forty Niners. Um, everybody, anybody who's listening to this probably knows what happened, and are if they're fans of the team are as disappointed as I am. Um, I, I I don't know. I it sucks, man. Like we, when you when you have high expectations and the team lays an egg like they did, that that sucks. Um, I think. Uh, well, the team didn't lay an egg. Well, true. <laughs> uh, Two thirds of the team laid an egg. Uh, One third of the team played very very well. Probably the best I've seen them play all season. And then the rest of the team around them crumbled. Um, our offense was able to get it done on the first drive, and that was about it. And our special teams. Uh, like they've been doing all season, decided to shit the bed uh, and literally were the reason for um, a 10-point difference in that game. We had a field goal blocked because somebody decided not to uh, do their assignment and block to the inside, which is what you always do on a field goal blocking unit, and uh, they decided to also let a punt be blocked on our own goal line, which was and the result return for a touchdown, and uh, that was... Uh, the difference in the game, and uh, now now we're looking at uh, an off season of more uncertainty than even we were looking at this last off season. We have no idea what's going to happen with Rodgers. We don't know if he's going to come back, if he's going to retire, if he's going to decide to go somewhere else. Um, we don't know what we're going to do with all of our stars on defense or offense because we don't have any fucking money. And uh, we're looking at the best wide receiver in the game who's coming up on free agency, and we're not going to be able to afford to franchise tag him. So his future with the team probably hinges on what happens with Rodgers. We're looking at um, losing some defensive stars because 
We're just not going to be able to afford to pay them because our money is fucking gone, man. And it sucks. It, it This is probably the off-season that I've been looking forward to the least. Um, I usually... I, I do kind of like the NFL off-season. I look at it as an opportunity to kind of you know, see the ins and outs of the business side of the game, which I do enjoy just from my nerd analytical mind, you know, seeing how teams are able to balance the cap and uh, free agent signings and stuff like that. And the, the philosophy and mental games that kind of go into that. I really do enjoy that. And I, I'm not looking forward to this off season because it's going to be pretty heavily scrutinized uh, whichever way it goes. And um, I believe I said it on this podcast at the end of last season that our window was basically closed for the Super Bowl. The team came out this year quick, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Quick interrupt. You missed the fact you just lost your OC too. We did just lose our offensive coordinator. I do have uh, the coaching carousel written down on our, on our topic sheet. I think I your special teams guy is still there. I think our special teams guy is still there. That's true. Um, for better or for worse, I guess he's sticking around. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, uh, the team came out this year and they surprised me. I mean, they they sucked really bad against New Orleans, and then pretty much the rest of the season, we were a pretty good football team, pretty solid unit all around, except for special teams. And um, talking to Miami Marcus after the game a little bit when we decided that we wanted to record, um, he said it best that um, there were two people who knew that special teams was going to be the reason they lost this game. One of them was Kyle Shanahan, and the other one was every single Packer fan out there. So uh, we've been saying it since probably, what, week five since the Cincinnati game that uh, this is going to be a huge problem going forward, and it didn't get addressed, and I think that that's partially we got an inexperienced coach who's not used to dealing with those tough decisions. We've got a lot of loyalty. The Packers organization is relatively loyal and is known to kind of stick with guys through some of that thin that... um, we've experienced in the past you know I look at how long they stuck with Dom Capers and even McCarthy got pretty stale there the last couple of years and we still stuck through with him and uh yeah here here we are looking at the NFL championship weekend and uh we're on the outside looking in uh, my my recap or not really my recap but this was I sent a text to you Mm -hmm. a little bit after the uh blocked punt which was your special teams or it was fuck your special teams Yep. To which your response was, <clears throat> should have Drayton's bum ass and week should have fired Drayton's bum ass in week five. Fucking garbage ass fucking unit. Worst I've ever fucking seen in my fucking life. And to which my response was, yeah, they've been garbage all game. Fucking cut uh, that coach. Yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> show me the lie. No. Yeah. It was watching that. I fuck. It was. There's hints of it too. Because there was big returns that uh, Debo was bringing it on you guys. Yeah, yeah, he had a 50-yard return. I mean, our defense, like, hats off to our defense because our special teams set them up in absolutely shitty field position, and uh, we shut them out besides the the two field goals. Like, I mean, if you're going into a playoff game and your defense holds a team to two field goals, that's a hell of a game, man. That's a hell of a defensive game. I may have cursed you because I asked you the week going into that game. I said, are you scared about the Niners? And then you went, ah, a little bit, but not too much. And I was like, ooh, that, that might have done it in for him. Yeah. It was the team that I wanted I think, to play the least. Um, it was, I, we did agree that but, it would have been much – I think it would have been much easier for Green Bay to play. 
the Rams and it would have been to play the Niners. The Niners, yeah. everyone's already talking about how Staddy's going, Stat Patford's going to the fucking Super Bowl. And I was like, I don't know, man. The Niners are, that's that's the hottest team in football right now, um, for sure. So, yeah, uh, super super disappointing end season, off season of a lot of un- uncertainty. Now that um, Hackett's with uh, the Broncos, um, and we can get into the coaching carousel a little bit later on, um, there's obviously the rumors are going to start that uh, maybe Rodgers and Adams end up there. Um, based on conversations and listening to Rodgers, and I feel I, I'm not obviously able to dissect words any better than anybody in the media is, but I do feel like it's either going to be he retires or sticks it out for one more year with the Packers. I don't think he's interested in free agency. Maybe there's a trade out there. Like if he's like, okay, I want to be traded and then we get something in return. I guess that's probably best case scenario as opposed to him retiring. Um, it would be really sad for me to see him go somewhere else and win a championship. Not that I don't want him to win a championship. I just want him to win with, win one with green Bay again. Um, and I'll, I'll wish him all the luck in the world because this organization has failed him for the last I don't know how long has it been since they went to the Super Bowl. It was 2010 season. So for the last 12, almost 13 seasons, this organization has kind of failed them. And, uh, you know, not that he's oh, yeah. not that he's not to blame. He had a pretty bad game, and he's had some bad games in the yeah. playoffs. But there's also he's also had some good games where the rest of the team falls apart behind him or around him, I guess. So I will kind of go against him on that. With the uh, you go on Pat McAfee's show and you kind of you speak your mind freely and that's fine. You're an American, you do whatever you want, but it does give people a reason to target you for things. And yeah, you go out as probably going to win the MVP this year, two years in a row. It'll be hard to not put him up there. I don't. It's people have been arguing that uh, named after the kid from fucking Home Improvement for the Colts. I can't remember his name. The running back. People are saying that he should get an MVP. And oh, Jonathan was like, Taylor. Even... Yeah, I was like, motherfuckers, Henry broke 2K, and people were talking about how, oh, yeah. no, 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 it's going to go to fucking Rodgers. And I was like, this guy didn't even break 2K. He's 200 yards short. It's probably going to go to Rodgers, but I'm even of the boat where mm-hmm. I think that Brady deserves it because Brady put up record-setting numbers all season and at his age. Um, the only argument that I saw that obviously I agreed with because I'm a Packer fan is you could take Brady off the Buccaneers team and they're still going to be a pretty good team. And then you could take Rodgers off the Packers and the Packers are going to be shit. So um, most valuable player that kind of fits the definition right there. I don't know if he's going to win it or not at this point. What does it matter? He, great, he's got an MVP trophy, but I'd much rather him have another Super Bowl trophy. Yeah, it's uh, and it's just what I'm gonna go to my point is when you're the MVP, you gotta fucking show up to that game, dude. Yeah. What argument can you make? It's in your home, you have stands, you have fans in the stand, and on top of it all, it's cold as fucking shit and snowy as hell. Right. You talk about the you talk about the cold weather and the advantage that that brings. You got that. Like it was there for you. Yeah. I don't know. It sucks, man. Your run game was doing... Why is it when Dylan went out, like, your run game all of a sudden stopped? I was like, didn't you just pay to keep fucking Aaron Jones on your team last year? Yeah, I don't I don't understand that either. Obviously, I think play calling probably had a lot to do with that. I think that they played very, very conservatively, um, way more conservative than they were, like, that last month of the season because they were their offense was lights out the last month of the season. 
and uh, they played very conservatively, which was super disappointing to see. Um, but at, at, again, it, it's almost it's almost like clockwork. Like that's how the Packers have been in the playoffs, even before Lafleur um, was the head coach. Like regular season juggernauts, offense just lights out. You're not going to stop them from scoring if they want to score. And then defense, like, or and then uh, playoffs, they come around and they just they just kind of play super conservatively in the play calling. Just there, there's no risks. And then when there is risks, it's when it's too late, and then we start making mistakes and overthrowing guys and fumbling the ball. And yeah, it's disappointing, man. It it really is. Um, kind of gave up on the run too yeah yeah for sure i think jones definitely had a few runs there i mean you got to give a little bit of credit to san francisco's defense as well like they they held pretty tough and they they did show up and stop the run in a few of those spots and dylan getting hurt didn't help the thing that sucks is dylan got hurt on a kick return because our special teams has been so bad they started putting some of our starters out there to get the to make sure that we could protect the ball and whatnot and now a guy's getting fucking hurt on it that that sucks I mean, you guys are running fine. It was from what I saw, but you just didn't run the fucking ball. Yeah. It was. I did. You even have twenty fucking carries in the game. I I didn't even look at the breakdown. Usually, I do look at that stuff, but I was pretty disgusted, so I kind of i've I've avoided as much media as I can. Um, at at one point, I did finally decide. I'm like, you know what. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not much of like a trash talker when my team's doing well. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to celebrate their their good deeds and all that stuff. Um but I, I if I'm going to to talk trash and my team's better than your team, I got to be able to sit there and uh take the my team sucks and we just had an embarrassing loss uh on the shoulders as well. Mine is the opposite. I get mad with the people <laughs> when I cuz I was just sitting there watching like I didn't care about this game. Right. I was sitting there and I was like, eh, it's really in Green Bay's favor. But fucking Aaron Rodgers has also shit the bed three times against him. Yeah. And then after watching that blocked punt, I was like, yeah, these guys are fucking... T-. It was, to me, it was like at that point, I'm like, it's done. Yeah. More like, I don't know if you still believed that they had a chance, but after I saw that block kick for a touchdown, I was like, they're done. If we could, I we think we had the... come back from that. I think we had the ball with like four minutes left and uh, we went three and out. I think if we're able to actually get some time off the clock there and run the ball, like you said, I think then maybe it's a little bit of a different game. We force San Francisco to use some of their timeouts early on and they don't maybe, maybe they don't have a chance to drive down and uh, get into position for a field goal. But yeah, I don't, it's, it, it's super disappointing. And uh, you know, I, I, obviously I was pretty, not emotional, I guess, but pretty angry after the loss and, um, you know, fandom and stuff like that gets called in the question. Like, why am I even a fan of this team? Obviously I think some of that's gone away now. I'm a little bit, I'm a little better now, but yeah, I was, did you, uh, do you ever, do you ever watch Tom Grassi on YouTube? No, I do not. He's, uh, he's kind of like urinating tree and, uh, real, like that's good sports and stuff like that. He's all part of that group. Sure. He's a big Packers fan. And I was also, I had his stream up on the side when I was watching it. And he fucking, like, once the, the Niners kicked the field goal to win, and he's like, Am, yep, there it is. He's like, Aaron's done. And he was going off the list of guys that were going to be free agents. Talking about their $40 million down in cap. And I was like, goofta. Yeah. There, there is some restructuring that can go on. They can restructure Kenny's <laughs> deal. They can 
if Rodgers comes back, restructure his deal, they'll probably end up restructuring Jones's deal a little bit too. And they should be able to, once it's all said and done, even after they sign Adams for probably what is going to be the highest contract for a wide receiver, if they do sign him, they could still potentially have like $30 million in cap. They're going to probably lose like Zadarius Smith and potentially Preston Smith as well, which Preston's already a free agent, but they won't have any room to re-sign him. And then they probably won't have room to re-sign Alexander after next season, but yeah, but um, they could they could clear up a lot 20, of cap space 30. by by um. You do need about twenty million though in cap for rookies when they come in, right? Yeah, and they, and so but they they could they could clear it up and day. yeah they could clear they could clear some stuff up and and cut cut a few guys and potentially then, hold on to the core of the team, but they're really gonna have to work some magic and this is gonna this is gonna be kind of the prove it off season for Lafleur and Guntkutz. But for me, it just kind of—if I'm looking at it—I just go, "We couldn't even beat. We couldn't even make it out of the fucking divisional." Yeah. Yep. And we, we had we had a home game in the fucking cold, what we're known for, and we still couldn't come through against the fucking Niners. Against Jimmy G. Yep. Who played like fucking garbage? Threw the ball less than twenty times, and they still fucking beat us. That's hard to fucking sit there and be like, oh, let's run it back. We got it. Last year, I think it's a bit easier when you'd be like, dude, we were just, we were one play away. Yep. From taking it. Well, it, I guess a few plays away. Well, it was, it was we, we got we got one missing piece, and that's our defense. We revamped our defense, and uh, we were pretty stout. Obviously, I mean, it was kind of a little hot and cold throughout the season, but for the most part, for the first time in 10-plus seasons, our defense would go out there and I'd be kind of excited to watch them because I was like, hey, they like there's a real chance that they can stop them here. There's a real chance that they could force a turnover here. But then like like I said, I just, one one third of the of the our team showed up to play and the other two thirds did not. I just see it as very wishful thinking to try and one reload after this and two like in all honesty, you might as well fucking just bite the bullet and hit the rebuild. Right. Yeah, and there there's definitely there I I can see I can see both sides of that coin like do we try and go all in and really go for it next year kind of a last ride with Rodgers or do we just bite the bullet and do the rebuild try and build the team around uh Jordan Love see if he he's got what it takes. I don't think we've seen enough of him to see but you know, give him give him a full off season to work with the number one offense. Give him a full training camp to work with the number one offense. We'll see. You know, you, you never know. We, there's plenty of guys who have come into the league and you know kind of struggled as rookies, not really gotten a ton of playing time, and then turn around and you know played really good. Rodgers is one of those guys. Like he did not look that good as a rookie and a second year guy. His third year coming in as a backup, he started to look a lot better. I, and we no, we've already done this. I've already we've already had the argument on if Jordan Love's going to be good or not. Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be a top ten quarterback taken way late. Jordan Love wasn't even supposed to go in the first round, and you guys took him. It's just one of those. I don't think he's going to pan out to be a good quarterback, and it's just more questions as to why did you even bother drafting him. It's it's at at this point now that we're two seasons in, it really does seem like a wasted draft pick. But obviously, we can't go back and change you, it. You could have, you could have had Patrick Queen on that D. You could have had so many fucking people. You 
took over Jordan Love in that instance. Yep. And for me, it's just one of those, I just look at it as like, dude, you just got to be, you just got to be happy, Casey. You're in the Dolphins territory right now as you guys are just going to live in mediocrity for the next 20 to 30 years. Speaking of the Dolphins, Marcus, uh, obviously you guys uh, had kind of a, an up and down season. They were down to begin and then it, uh, exponentially went all the way up until the last couple weeks of the season. What are your thoughts on uh, how the Miami Dolphins season season turned out? I don't know the seven game, or was it the six game losing streak? We went on sucks. Seven game winning streak. It brought it back. It made me realize that Flo was a good coach. And even though we finished the season nine and eight, I was like, you know, still pull out a winning season. I'm not gonna complain at a coach that you know we hit a rough spot, but he managed to rally the troops and win a win a bunch of games. I mean, fuck, Herm Edwards has done that too. He's one of my favorite coaches. Mm-hmm. And then to just turn around and then fire him when the year's done. And then it's we're trying to release, like the Dolphins are releasing stuff now that I'm high. Like I, I don't know how much is true now because I can't trust the organization. Right. Because now they're just like, well, he didn't like Tua and didn't want him there anyways. And I was like, why would you draft him? Right. It comes down to me as... You can't. You sit there and you be like, "Well, look at his record. He had a losing record altogether." I was like, "The first year in, the best player on our fucking team was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He managed to pull out five wins with the practice squad team. That's damn good coaching to me." Yeah. Well, and you had a and lights out defense, like you know, like your your guys' defense was stout. Like it's always it's been pretty solid the last couple of years, and you can't tell me that that has nothing to do with Brian Flores. <laughs> Waddle was good, but as I said, I didn't. I wanted a fucking offensive line because what was Tua's fucking problem? He kept getting rushed. He kept fucking getting pressure, and he couldn't fucking make plays. Yeah, Sewell's uh, played pretty good for the Lions. (laughs) And then you fucking turn like it's just one of those. I'm just like it's. I'm content with accepting the fact that I am part of a mediocre franchise, and I'm part of it until our owner dies, because he. It's it's. It's the reason why we're mediocre because he's too much of a political owner. He does. It's like most baseball owners now. He doesn't care about if he's winning or losing. He just cares about whether or not he can make a profit on the team at the end of the year, which he can't because it's a Miami team. Right. Well, it's an NFL team. Pretty much every NFL team except for maybe the Washington football team is going to be profitable. Oh, even Washington football team is still profitable. Why do you think Snyder hasn't sold them yet? true yeah they don't put any money back into their stadium that's for sure they're fucking it's just and that's what it is is i we dog jerry jones a lot jerry jones tries to put a winning team together he always tried to he's very heavily influential on it he's always talking to his coaches he's always on the field steven ross he's in new york until game day then he sits up in the fucking press box and then leaves he's a non-existent owner He's just there to collect the check. And it's the fact that we still have our GM who, who's been here for like 15 fucking years and put 15 years of mediocrity, which is, as I said, I'd rather be super fucking shitty like the Browns because at least then we can have a chance to fail our way up like they have recently. Right. All those first round picks. Yeah. But even look at the Bengals. The Bengals have found a way to fail themselves up. Yeah. Joe Burrow's proven me wrong. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the fucking year for the Bengals to break the curse, but 
hey, to make it in the AFC Championship game and Burrow's second year after he goes down with an ACL injury in his rookie year because their team is god-awful. I mean, granted, their offensive line is still absolute ass, but, yeah, that's yeah. That, that, there's something to be but said about that. But if you're not that. playing with that, you're not playing Tannehill, which uh, I loved, too, watching Tannehill shit the bed. I was like, you can take the quarterback out of Miami, but you can't <laughs> take the Dolphins out of the quarterback. Yeah. It's uh no, that's why I trust B Flow. I thought he was a good coach. He always he still has my, you know, stamp of approval. I think what the ownership did to him was bullshit and they can try and release all the stuff now, being like, Oh, he's real argumentative with offensive players and but and like this and this. It's because I know one thing is under him, we've had two straight winning seasons. And under this fucking GM that we've had now, I've seen so many up and downs. Pretty inconsistent that I'm for just, sure. Yep. Uh, to me, as, as I said, we, I mean, the page people were talking about Patriots are a good playoff team. We beat them twice. Everyone's sitting there praising them. I was like, we can, we have the chance to win games. It's just, we got to get all together on offense. And that was another thing, too. Offensive coordinators, not knowing who the fuck was the actual coordinator, not doing all this. And it's just now the coaching carousel we have. And it was like, we don't know who the fuck we're going to hire as a coach. And it's like, why do we, why would you fire your fucking coach if you don't have a plan of who you're going to fucking replace him with? Yeah. It's and it's just my problem with the organization is they're it's a shitty owner. Steven Ross is one of the NFL's worst owners. He's a scumbag and him and the GM are too political. Like not political as in like talking red state, blue state political, but as in like office politics. Oh sure, yeah. Like my That's why I'm not GM getting rid of him because Greer. he's my friend kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Chris Greer was he's just in the ear of fucking Steven Ross all the time. Whereas sure. Brian Flores is like, I'm here for football. I don't give a fuck about the rest of that. And that's just, that's the only reason why he lost his job. I hope Brian Flores, wherever he goes for his next coaching job, does exceptionally well. Because we, we lost something special there. Yeah, I, I know I know you were a big fan, and I, I, was, I was definitely interested to get, I think we talked, we got a chance to talk about it a little bit um, when it happened, but we haven't really talked about it much. But I knew you were a pretty big fan of Flores, because, I mean, you're, you and I are kind of in the same boat. Like we, we love explosive offense as much as any other football fan does, but you and I really appreciate a good defensive mind and a good and a good coach that's able to put something like, like that together. And Flores was definitely that guy. And I, I, I got to see, you know, we, we've been friends for a while now and I got to see the, the dolphins through you go through kind of some of those ups and downs. I think they made the playoffs and then they didn't for a couple of years. And then they were able to bring themselves back to, um, winning records and Flores definitely made a difference and you were you were excited to see their defensive their defense play and yeah I, I I was very shocked by that one I didn't like when everybody was trying to be like oh now all the Dolphins fans are coming out to defend Flores after they get rid of him I'm like I guess I never really saw them obviously I'm not paying attention to the Dolphins as much as you are but I never really saw Dolphins fans dogging on Flores I think there was a, a lot of people were in the same boat of it's, pretty appreciative of what he's been able to do with the Dolphins, given the circumstances. It's uh, I, I appreciate him because he brought us to a, a winning season, and it was two straight winning seasons. It was like, I'll take that. You know, you can. It's easier to bring people into the organization as winners than you are as rebuilders. Right. And we had $60 million cap coming up, so I was like, ah, you know what? We'll take this as a bit of a down step. Tua came in, looked real strong in games. $60 million open. Let's sign a fuck ton of offensive linemen. Let's keep the fucking offensive coordinators we have now. 
Let's take every single screenplay, take it out of the fucking playbook. I'm tired of fucking seeing it. Um, and let's re-sign Duke Johnson. He ran pretty decent for us. Yeah, especially at the end of the year. Draft another, yeah, maybe draft another running back just to see how it works. And then we fire Flores, and I was like, well, there goes all that. Right. Yeah, you know, we got a, oh, we got a young quarterback, though. I was like, cool. New coaches never like to bring in the old quarterback. Do you think Time that, and time again. Do you think that, I mean, this, this is just consp- a little bit of conspiracy Casey coming out, but do you think that he was fired because – he did not want to trade for Deshaun Watson and wasn't willing to do that, and they were really pushing him to do that? There was, so I've heard rumors and counter-rumors where Flores doesn't want Deshaun Watson. He was fi- content because he Flores is like, he's our quarterback till he ain't, which I was like, I'm fine with that statement, 100%. Yep. And then Steven Ross is like, no, I really wanted to keep two. O'Brien was the one that wanted uh, Tungava, Va- or wanted a. Uh, Deshaun Watson, and I was like, then how come when we asked you so many times about if we're trading for Deshaun, why didn't you just do what every other owner said and like, no, we're not doing that? Just blatantly came out and said it. No, we are not trading for him. Because it wasn't until after the fucking trading deadline where I think Tua finally felt a little pressure off of him, went out and started winning games. Yeah. And to me, it's, it's once again, it's an absentee owner. Not he's because fucking Frost doesn't go out. He doesn't meet the players. He doesn't talk to them. Like even fucking, like I said with Jerry Jones, we dog him out. But he fucking comes out and says he's like, no, we're gonna keep McCarthy after last year, and I still think they're gonna keep McCarthy. Yeah, unless fucking, I mean, and all if homeboy Sean Payton comes over and says he wants to fucking coach the. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Jones would kind of offer him a blank check if he really wanted to, but I think Sean Payton's ready to step away from football for at least a little while, step into the booth for a little bit, and then he'll cut he'll he'll eye the market and see what's going to be like the best opportunity after a couple of seasons, and then he'll come in and take over a team and rebuild it, kind of thing. I bet. But I'd say I'm disappointed in Miami, but uh, it just comes down to this is just such this is the norm now for us. We have a two decent years and then we pull a lions we're not happy and we just fucking and we just we just created a, an air of losing i mean just fingers and crossed just, what have i kept it now yeah just fingers yeah, crossed maybe you guys will bring in though. maybe you guys will bring in caldwell you gotta he's, be he's like, interviewing uh, yeah we're also interviewing kellen moore and a couple of the uh, mcdaniels which did you uh did you see the dead spin fucking my phone keeps alerting me on dead spin stuff and I keep telling it to stop but it just overrides it mm-hmm. didn't dead spin weren't they under fire recently because they called somebody white or something like that and then it turned out that he yeah, was actually called, biracial uh, <laughs> yeah the coordinator for the uh Mike McDaniels for the Niners yeah yeah, they, they called. Said, they called oh, we don't white. need. A, we don't need another white coach in the NFL. And it was just like he's actually his dad's black. <laughs> and to just me, when I was seeing through all that, it made me laugh. And That's I was just pretty like, funny. Deadspin is just garbage. Yeah, what a gar- what a garbage publication for sure. Like if they were, if they just went to be like full satirical, I'd be happier. Right. Yeah. Just become the onion of sports. I think you'd be more successful and be funnier, but yeah, or just spread all your fake stupid news. (laughs) 
Why even? Um, to me, like no no NFL fan cares about the skin color of their head coach. They care about whether there are more numbers in the win column than there are in the losses. That's right. That's all they fucking care about. Um. So speaking of uh, coaching carousel, so you obviously we talked a little bit there about Brian Flores out as the Miami coach. Um, they've been interviewing. For that one, um, throughout the season, we also had uh, the Vag- Gruden's out for um, well-known reasons, and everybody's really hoping that Rick Basicchia, uh just kind of gets the job because he was able to turn that team around and get him into the playoffs, and uh, I-, I agree with that. I, I think that he's a good... I, yeah, they're, they are interviewing, but they have talked to him a few times about it, and it, they haven't made any announcement yet, so hopefully they stick, stick with um, him. It sounds like the players really like him as well, so... Um, hopefully, hopefully they take that I, into consideration. Uh, but Leftwich is looking to go back to Jacksonville, but he says he's yep. not going to go if they still have their same GM. Right? Yeah. As an owner, just kind of you just kick back and you go, "Yeah, sorry, bud, you're gone." Yeah, Leftwich. Um, he was rumored to be in, but then yeah, he came out and said, "I'm not going to be there until the GM's gone." But they also they're talking about potentially. I think they've interviewed Brian Flores. They also interviewed Todd Bowles. Vic Fangio and Jim Caldwell, but um, nothing's been set in stone for them. Obviously, Urban Meyer was fired uh, in the and, middle of the uh, season. And Dan Quinn's for... also had rumors, too. Yeah, Dan Quinn interviewed for the Giants job, um, which I like Dan okay. Quinn a lot. I think that he's a fun defensive coach. He's a good players coach, too. Um, obviously, he had some success in Dallas there, turned that defense from one of the worst in the league to one of the best in the league, so... Um, then we, we did mention Sean Payton's out. He announced yesterday, any, the day before that he, uh, stepping away. Was that on Urban Meyer? Uh, I think it's been kind of radio silence. Um, I don't think they've, I don't know if he's come out and sued for, um, the rest of his contract or not. I think they're kind of expecting him to, and then they'll just settle out of court for not quite what his full contract is, is pretty much what the expected thing is. Um, I think if they do, the Jags can come out on top of that one by making, Saying content was it content detrimental to the team with the whole yeah yeah they they said that he was like he was terminated for butt. yeah he was terminated <laughs> for violation of his contract not for um poor for poor performance or anything like that uh, Chicago did um hire a coach and a GM I don't remember what their yeah. I don't remember their GM was actually he used to be a player for Chicago so people were pretty stoked about that uh, yeah they brought in uh, Airbus 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 from the Colts their defensive coordinator Matt Airbus. I'm probably pronouncing yeah. that wrong, but that's what I got written down here. Um, I like that hire. I like a defensive. Not that I'm obviously I'm a Packers fan, so I'm against anything Chicago does. But I like a defensive coach in Chicago. It seems like the right fit for that organization. Um, they tried. They tried the Andy Reid tree and brought in Matt Nagy, and uh, obviously that didn't it turn did out well. Work. So we'll Which see. I feel bad because I really I want the. Uh... Who's their new or who's their coordinator they have now? I don't even know. They show him once in a while. He's pretty good. I imagine he's going to get a coaching job. I don't know if it'll pan out. I'm sc- These assistant coaches, dude, like sometimes the fucking tree that they come I, off of. I, I'm I really. Or uh, is still a good fucking coach. I don't know right. why people dog on him. He technically has a losing record, but his first year, he also had a fucking practice squad in the NFL. Yeah. I, I'm interested because I think this Eric Bieniemy from. Kansas City is going to get a job but I'm really curious like that's going to be kind of the telltale sign like okay is it 
is it the coaching tree? Does that breed success or is it just the individual guy? Because he's obviously coming from that Andy Reid coaching tree. And is he going to be able to have that same sustained success when you don't have Patrick Mahomes and Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey to pretty much rely on 100% of the time? So that'll that'll be interesting. Obviously, I think he's he's kind of got his pick of jobs I would think but it seems like every time he interviews then they end up going with someone else so I'm wondering if maybe he turns them down because he doesn't like the situation or what's going on there but you know I obviously I don't think Kansas City would be sad if he wanted to stick around there either I uh no also too it'd be for me I'd be like ah, I'd, when I'd be a coordinator I don't got to answer to anybody other than the coach my um, you know I'm not the I'm not the first guy in the fucking chopping block if we have a losing season. Right. I'm not guys having putting flaming bags of poopy on my front door. <laughs> um, and uh, the enemy's pretty fine. He's I think he used to be an old running back, didn't he? I'm I'm not sure what the what the story is there, but he is a pretty obviously he's had a lot of success in Kansas City as the OC. So so out of all of the jobs, obviously some of them have been filled now. So Denver and Chicago are off the board, but Minnesota, Jacksonville, Miami, New Orleans, the Giants, and Houston all uh, have not hired a coach yet. Out of those ones, what do you think is the most desirable one for a coach? For a potential coach, I guess. Me? Might be a bit of hometown favoritism, but Miami 60 mil opening cap. Right, arguably young quarterback that you can use for trade bait, right for other teams that had a good year. Uh, mainly the defense is okay, uh, but it's just also one of those things. I look at it too, where I'm like, "Well, fuck, I have to deal with their GM, Chris yeah. Greer, who fucking has not been able to put a, a, any success together, other yeah. than a flash in the pan of a few seasons." Yeah, I think the that. Guy, it, Sorry, and they can't draft. So that's my thing I'm worrying about now is mm-hmm. Miami can't draft. So I would say Minnesota would be fine. Yep. I don't think they'd be the worst thing. I'd have to I'd have to look at who has like the most cap left open because Miami's sitting at sixty million cap open. So it's fucking yeah. I could just go on a smorgasbord just signing fucking vets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and I th- come in and put together a fucking ten win season, eleven win season and be like, Look at that, I'm fucking God. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably, for me, it's a toss-up between Minnesota and Miami. Um, On one end, you have Miami dealing with their GM. On Minnesota's side, um, you got a pretty inconsistent uh, guy under center, and you got to rebuild the defense. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, obviously, Jacksonville seems like it could be something, but I think that one's going to take the right coach as well, and they need to get rid of their GM. New Orleans, uh, unfortunately... Uh, for them, yeah, they're gonna they're, be enter- they're entering full rebuild because they got the worst cap, um, whole the cap deficit yeah. in the NFL. They're ahead of the Packers but on that. Um, as a coach, I know that can buy me one free year. Yeah, I can argue. Where I'd be like, hey, listen, I'd go in there. I'd be like, we're in cap hell. Um, so let me. We're this year. We're gonna fucking. I wouldn't say tank, but it's like this year we're gonna fucking not be good. We're gutting it. We have to yeah. rebuild everything. Cotton guys do everything and stuff we like can, that. save everything, and then the year after we can try and you know rebalance the checkbook, come back out. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville would be the worst thing. You got a pretty good quarterback. You know, all you have to do is really fix your offensive line. You have a good running. You also yeah. have a good running back there. You just got to fix your defense and fix your defense and get a couple of get a couple wide receivers. 
that aren't former quarterbacks. I don't think the Giants isn't bad because they're usually their Giants is a good organization. Yeah. Their ownership is not the worst in the world. Their ownership came out and said that we have straight up failed Daniel Jones. Like it is not on him for the reason for the lack of success. Or like he's in his every single season he's had a different coach and a different offensive coordinator. So And it I think Joe Judge would have had a job next year until they did the old third and nine fucking Yeah run QB, which, uh, QB point, sneak in your own territory yeah. on your own 10 yard line and to me it's as like i said as an owner i was like if we're losing it sucks and i, I hate fucking i hate losing more than i winning it's just a common trope around sports but you gotta fucking at least try to fucking win you don't don't go out playing not to lose like if we're a losing organization we suck fuck it like i don't fucking sling it deep every play yeah. Yep. So that that'd be my thing. The Texans job is that's the only one that's a bit scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much uncertainty Just, there. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders job would be super nice. Also, maybe that would be my number one. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Just because you you get to come into a team that fucking literally coach firing like week five, week six. So you're already coming into. A, a team you you know can make the playoffs with a complete fucking head coaching change. Yeah, and you can just pretty much cruise through and have a pretty good couple yeah. of years with that. I don't. I, I wasn't counting that one because I really do think that Rick Basicchia is going to get the job. But yes, that one. That one probably out of all of them would look the most appealing because that's a playoff team. I think they're the, yeah they're the only playoff team in the in the group of Basicchia would uh, be fine. I keep hearing Josh McDaniel's name is thrown out around the fucking He's always thrown out, but people are super hesitant, I think, because of how how he burned the the Colts a few years back. Uh Broncos, wasn't it? No, it was he was the was head it. coach of the Broncos, but then they the he literally accepted the job for the Colts. They announced that they hired him and then he turned around and said, Never mind, I don't want it. Yeah, that was kind of shit. I thought you were talking about he was I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he coached the donkeys and they fucking you know, with Tebow, which wasn't the worst thing in the world, but right, that's that's a tough coaching job. The Broncos' job having John Elway breathing down your neck, who, and now he's that, trying, now he's and, trying to get ownership stake in the team too. Yeah, that, and you got to know that uh, you're not going to be able to draft a quarterback because you're fucking cursed. Yeah, you pretty much are stuck with somebody in the on the back nine of their career or some uh, veteran journeyman quarterback. It's it's it. That's why I'd be I'd be hesitant on the Broncos. I think maybe we can see if Nathaniel Hackett can do it. I think he's kind of once again a product of living off Aaron Rodgers' success. He might yeah. be the next Adam Gase. Yeah, another one of those. When you're around success, everybody also thinks that you're successful. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Let's uh, listen. We're in the old fucking talk of coaching carousel. How much more do you think Lafour's got in him, dude? Um, I, I, I think that he enters the hot, the, the warm seat this season or this coming, this off season and into the season. If the team really just absolutely tank, I don't think so. Not after, not after 39 wins in your first three seasons. Yeah. You choked in the playoffs, but 39 wins in your first three seasons is tough to that, that buys, that buys you a season. Yeah. But that buys, that buys you a season. 
but for me, it's just looking at it, and it's just I look at this now and I'd be like, how much of this success does come down to Aaron for you, buddy? Yeah, and I think I think if he goes a season without him and we see a, a lack of success, then that'll be the telltale thing. I think that he gets a warm seat this coming year, and that'll determine what the off se- this next off season looks like for him. I don't think that he's on the hot seat. I think that he's at least earned himself a year with the first three seasons with the Packers winning 39 games. Not not saying that he deserves that year because I we don't know what it's going to look like if Aaron, Aaron Rodgers isn't his quarterback, but he at least has earned it. Just the, the fucking generic cop-out on fucking... How'd you lose to the Niners in the game? That's all on me. I didn't get the guys repaired. What the fuck do you mean you didn't get the guys repaired? You had a bye week. Yeah. What the fuck? You had almost all of your players full healthy again. You're going to fucking blame that Bakhtiari didn't come back was the reason why you guys lost that fucking game? It. No, the, the fact that you hired a special teams coordinator from within the organization after you had one of the worst special teams coordinators. It to me is just it's I need someone more aggressive, and I, it's the same I saw last year is when you decided to fucking kick a field goal and give the ball back to Brady without the lead, as opposed to going for it on fourth down. Yep. Say so it's just one yeah, of those the, the conservative play calling. I think that if if we see that again, like I said, he's got a warm seat, but. The the winning record and you know two trips to the NFC Championship game those are gonna buy him. They're gonna buy him at least one season before the seat gets really really warm. Fucking garbage, bro! You gotta gotta get rid of him. You gotta get an aggressive coach in there. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because Aaron's pretty much Aaron's gone. I can't see a reason to stay if you're him. Looking at what Tom Brady, yeah, did I think for I think boss. it's I think it's either he he's back for one year or he retires. Like I said, I don't I don't see him doing the the free agency thing or anything like that. Um, yeah, we'll see. He said he's gonna. He said he he'll obviously. He said we'll know before free agency starts. So we aren't gonna be waiting too terribly long. We'll be waiting about a month before we know also, uh, what next season's also, gonna bring. He also said, "I ain't coming back for a rebuild." Yeah. Yeah, so I think that the Packers need to be able to show him that they're not in for a rebuild. They're doing a we're all in this season and having uh, a deficit of $40 million in the cap space, is, it's going to be really tough for them to show that. So it's that's going to be where, like I said, that's where Kunst and Lafleur are going to have to have the off season of their lives in order to make this happen. And uh, the sour taste, too, of... One draft in Jordan Love to kind of replace Aaron, which he was bitter about. And then when he compliments what that one wide receiver about how good he was, they fucking cut him the next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot from this off season when he was when he was upset. It was like after he explained himself, it's like you know what the man's got reason. As much as you want to deny me, it, the man's got reason behind it. How how easy it is for other teams to kind of throw the temptation, like the Broncos right now have been already fucking throwing in their temptation right now to talk in Aaron and shit from what I've been seeing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Other teams will. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, so, obviously, we got the uh, championship weekend coming up here and then uh, also the Super Bowl. I'm not sure when you and I will be able to record again. So, 
what do you got? What are your championship weekend picks? So we got the the 49ers against the Rams on the NFC side and the Cincinnati Bengals against the Kansas City Chiefs on the AFC side. Who do you got in both those games? I'm torn between my – because I, I usually don't do very good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to curse the team. <laughs> or or but I also don't want to pick LA because I fucking hate LA and I hate the Rams. Right. So you don't want to be right. With, I'm still gonna pick the Niners. Um Maddie Choke is still there. He's it's he's gonna be done. The Niners the Niners defense will get to him. Yeah. And then on the other side I got the Chiefs. It's so Niners for my upset pick, Chiefs, because I don't think the Bengals defense can keep up with Patrick Mahomes after watching yeah. that Bills game. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, I think um I'll 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 go LA. Um I think that Matt Stafford has never been in this situation before and he's gonna prove he's gonna prove everybody wrong and he's gonna come out and sling it. Um I also I love the old mantra of it's really hard to beat a team three times in a season. Obviously it has happened, but historically it's obviously a lot more difficult. And yeah, the Rams beat them or not the Rams, the Niners beat the Rams uh in their two meetings this season, but I do think that um it's gonna be it's gonna be a different story this time around. The Rams are doing the one thing that I've always seen kind of backfires on you, and it's the try- they tried to limit the tickets to buy only within like L.A. County and shit like that. Yep. Like they can only sell tickets there. It's like, ooh, you don't want to do that stuff. Nope. Yeah, that, that stuff never that, works. That's, just, that's the football gods being angry. Yep. Yeah, The the when the uh, Vikings opened U.S. Bank Stadium, they tried to limit ticket sales and stuff too because they were playing the Packers, and it was basically a sea of green and gold. I was about to say it's just that invites danger. That not too. It's, it's people love fucking, to be. Yeah, people love to be the trolls. It's fucking, yeah, it's an in-state rivalry, though. Right. So they're gonna. It's gonna fucking happen, and that's why it's the curse, dude. I never like it. I never like when people do that shit. Yeah. It's the it, it angers the football gods. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll stick. I'll stick with LA. Uh, to win that one, they'll uh, they'll win the NFC Championship game at home, and then they'll they'll go on to play the Super Bowl at home as well for the second year in a row for a Super Bowl home team. Uh, on the AFC side, I am with you. I do think that as fun as uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are to watch, favorite. and as fun as um, balls. as fun as Joe Burrow is, and as exciting as it's been to watch him this year, and Jamar Chase, um, Kansas City is back to their old Kansas City selves and I think that uh, Patrick Mahomes has got a sour taste after the Super Bowl last year and not only are they going to go in and win the AFC Championship game pretty handily they're going to go in and win one of the highest scoring Super Bowls we've ever seen and it's going to be like a a 56 to 48 win or something like that I think it's going to be a huge high scoring Super Bowl with uh, Patrick Mahomes coming out on top he's going to set some records for uh, yards and touchdowns in a Super Bowl and cement his legacy as one of the one of the best quarterbacks of all time winning his second Super Bowl in his first four years as a starter. And um, also, well, we have the creation of the new Manning-Brady rivalry between him and uh, Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's always going to be just so close to get it. He'll obviously win a couple, I think, in his career. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is always going to be that one step ahead of him, I think. I, yeah, and Joe Burrow going to be the Ben Roethlisberger in this situation then? 
Um, uh, I was thinking Joe Burrow more as like the, the Phil Rivers, you know, throwing for lots of yards, but team just never, never able to quite build uh, what they need it to be. Maybe I mean, he's got to the championship game. I don't got, yeah. I don't think they got a snowball's chance in hell, but um, I would just say more along the lines of Ben Roethlisberger because I think he, he himself, he's proved me wrong. I think he has the potential to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, it's that offensive line needs to get way more talented. Yeah, very for quickly because sure. Cincinnati doesn't have a phenomenal defense, but you also can't just come out and get 19 points against the Chiefs and be like, man, we're good. Yeah. Well, and the thing the thing that's playing in Cincinnati's favor even if they don't win it this year, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, they're all like under 26. Obviously Burrow. Mm-hmm. Like those guys are so young and they got them on rookie deals right now. Go and get some offensive linemen. Spend your first oh, yeah, three draft picks on offensive linemen I think and sign one in the and sign one off a of free agency yeah. as well. They're 40, they're 40, 50 under cap. But I mean, like I said, Miami's got 60. Miami's going to try and suck up any, I don't know, I take that back. Miami doesn't sign free, doesn't sign linemen in the free agency. So, they're good. But, fucking Miami don't, goddamn. You'd be more lucky to fucking them to sign me in the off season than a fucking lineman. <laughs> so, so yeah. Maybe, I think they got a chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm going LA, Kansas City, Super Bowl, Kansas City to win it. Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? I still got Chiefs, but I think they're going to go against the Niners. I think it's going to re- be a repeat from a couple years ago. The start of COVID to the end of COVID? Yep. That'd be pretty <laughs> dope. If they fucking end COVID after that game, it'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the baseball lockout at all, man? We, we just said we, can, we, we can, only talked about football. We can, we can brush on it. We haven't talked in a while. We can brush on it. I got uh, time. about a the, bit of time. the lockout? Dude, I... I, I think it's. I think. I think. The, or not really a lockout. It'd be a strike, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, work stoppage. I guess. I keep saying lockout. It would be yeah, because lockout implies the owners are saying they don't get they uh, players don't get to come in and play, whereas a strike means the players aren't coming. Which I wouldn't mind seeing some scab baseball, dude. Dude, that would be pretty fun. That would be pretty fun. That would. It would be the my point. I was trying to tell you earlier this year when we were just bullshitting, where I was like. I think it would be healthy if someone came in with like a USFL type of MLB. Mm-hmm. Just an I option mean, that they I can think... that they can hold over the owners' heads. Like, okay, if you're not going to do this for us, we're going to go over here and we're going to turn this league into a competitor that's going to blow you out of the water. That's obviously, it. it would need to be kind of an all or nothing thing. Um, I was, so as far as oh. the lockout goes, I haven't read a ton on it, but I do know like it seems like. Uh, neither side really wants really wants to budge on this one, and um, I don't know. I, I I love I love baseball, and I have a lot of respect for anybody who's able to play any sport professionally because obviously you're going to be really good at what you do. It seems like baseball players tend to be some pretty big drama queens a lot of the time. Not saying that all of them are, but I don't know. I'm well, not, I'm not I'm not going to take the owner's side either because the owners are crooks and criminals and as bad as the rest of them baseball owners are probably worse than nfl owners as far as that goes but it, it's well, to it's, it's tough to see the what million, which side is going to be millionaire babies crying against billionaire babies right and uh for me it's i th- think to me i want the players to hold strong 
because I do think there's some things they need to fucking fix in baseball. And not even from like a rule standpoint, but it's, you remember when they came out, they were talking about how the owners weren't signing anyone in free agency because they wanted to drive players' price down. Yep. That right there is what they, they need to get a class action lawsuit against that. And I think they do, and it's still looking into that. But to me, how is that not insider trading? Yeah, no, for for sure. I, I agree, and I think that um, arbitration, I don't know. I, I always get confused on arbitration. I don't remember if it's in the players or the owner's favor. Um, but I think that there needs to be changes just all around to how that process works in the offseason for, for the players. And I mean, and I'll be on their side and get the benefit of it, but I think that at the end of the day, they are probably asking for too much and not willing to budge in order to get a deal to happen so they can actually just start making some money and playing baseball again. I think that they need to uh, they need to suck it up and kind of deal with it a little bit. I think um, coming through, I think the, the big things the players need to do is, one, Manfred's got to fucking go. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the biggest thing you need to do is Manfred needs to go. Worst commissioner in sports. Here's a lit. Yeah. Two. Here is a list of fucking players that we want in the Hall of Fame now. And that's, I think they need to make a big fucking rule against that. Or we, I guess we, that's we, MLB doesn't MLB doesn't control the Hall of Fame though. Right. So no. MLB. But we can talk about the Hall of Fame in a second too before we go. And. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of just the, a laundry list of things that they need to fix salary cap. I guess if you want to raise the luxury, like lower the luxury tax fine to encourage people to spend more, I wouldn't hate it. I, I mean, in all intents and purposes, nobody goes really above the luxury tax anymore other than the Yankees. Cause they don't fucking care. And they always produce teams that go to the playoffs. Um, except this last year. Hey, Oh yeah. Uh, the owners complaining about What was it? One of the owners was complaining about, uh, how the fucking Atlanta Braves made so many trades at the deadline, and mm-hmm. that's the only reason why they won. And I was like, "You could have made those trades too, bud." Yeah, everybody could have made those trades. <laughs> I, I, like I, I wasn't complaining about them doing it. I was like, "Hats off to the Atlanta Braves for going out and making these mm-hmm. trades because that was they literally made a mediocre team into a championship baseball team." What's the one thing I've always argued you with the Brewers? And it's also, too, with the Oakland A's. It's Oakland A's. I kind of fucking at they just, the trade deadline is, is when I they really just never, eyes and I was they, like, They never heavily pursue, and they're afraid to buy all in. Yep. And that's the problem. The Brewers need to just be like, fuck it. Why don't we just trade it all for one season? What if it doesn't work out? Then, then what Then it doesn't do? work out. At least you tried. Baseball yeah. fans aren't stupid. We can tell when a team is all in and trying. We're not like is, is, we're not idiots. Are the, are the like fucking, we're not. Are the Reds gonna turn around and be like, "You guys fucking suck"? And be like, "Yeah, you guys are the fucking Reds. You suck just along with us." Right. At least we did something of it. Like, yeah, did we end up losing a few guys and jeopardize our future a little bit? Sure, but guess what? Dude, for these next couple of years, we're just gonna build back up so we can try again. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with and, every every seven years competing for a championship, and out of those, out of twenty one years, if we win one of them. Great. Hopefully, we win another one in twenty-one years. Like, like we we went all we bought all in, bought our championship, won it, did everything we could. Yeah, we lost a bunch of the guys after that season. Had to start rebuilding again. 
guess what we did again in seven years? We we built it up again. We got close. We didn't quite make it. All right, we're gonna try again. Like uh, like if if they were to do that, if they were to really try and show me that they're doing that, I'm I'm gonna be appreciative of it as a fan. Seeing that a team's trying instead of just trying to just sit there and continue to put asses in the seats because that's where the money is. No, try and win a championship. And it's what I've seen with the I think and all I think Billy Bean's gonna be gone from the A's here in a little bit. I think he's just fucking burned out. Yeah. He can't the ownership is just being way too fucking cheap. They literally they let they went to the fucking playoffs. And then let their fucking coach walk just so they could get a fucking cheaper coach. Now they're talking about trading Olsen and fucking Chapman, who are two of their best players. One of them is either going to the Yankees or the Braves. I hope he goes to the Braves because he's from Atlanta. Yeah. You know, good for you, Matt Olsen. Um, they didn't pick up fucking... When I was just sitting there, I was like, we need a third baseman. We should probably get Trevor Story. Never, fu- Even though he's fucking... The Rockies are like, we don't give a shit. We'll trade anybody. We're just looking yeah. to fucking make a profit here. Yeah, the Rockies are in a, in a sell everything your mode and nobody goes after Trevor's story. <laughs> yeah, your stadium is fucking garbage. And to me, it was like, you know, if I was Oakland, I'd be like, you know what? Whatever. Let the fucking athletics leave. We don't give a shit. You guys haven't done anything since fucking 91. So what do we give a shit? Right. Kiss my fucking ass. If you haven't done anything since fucking Henderson was here, so kiss my ass. Go fucking leave. See if we care. And go to Vegas. It's, yeah, go to fucking Vegas. Bring another team to Vegas. Which, I mean, I'm not harping Vegas for it. If you want to bring the teams in and build nice stadiums for them, fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we leave here, um, it actually kind of lucked out. Um, you and I have, have been very vocal about how we feel about the MLB play, uh, MLB Hall of Fame um, and Hall of Fames in general. Um, we've been on opposite sides on a few things, but for the most part, you and I are pretty much in agreement as far as how the MLB Hall of Fame works. And uh, they announced their um, the selections for the Hall of Fame. Is, yeah, the only time we're against each other is the NFL ones. Yeah. And then it's just arguing whether guys should be in the Hall of Fame, which to me more or is will be. Like, should they be? Yeah, should they be first Hall it or first ballot Hall of Famers now is more I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, versus, like, I think if you'd like... Matt Stafford to me is has never really been a Hall of Fame worthy quarterback compared to the era that he's in. But if they put him in like a late fucking like a second third ballot guy, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. He put up numbers, but like this year, just only like what only Big Poppy, I think. Maybe, Literally, only like, David Ortiz makes it in. Um, we had another person which, bragging, another writer bragging about putting in a blank ballot, which I think the minute you turn in a blank ballot, you no longer get to vote in the Hall of Fame because that's not what it's about. And uh, Then put up old fucking... Like, Sammy Sosa, I always Barry play. Bonds, and guy? Clemens are out. Uh, they can no longer be voted in because they did they, they passed their threshold as far how many years they can be on the ballot, and they both... Uh, yeah, they both Clemens, got like uh, 66% or something like that, and you need to get 75 so the only way that they can get in now is through like the players committee or the, I don't remember what the this group is called. That um, there's like a group. It's like a mix of players, um, old officials, and then yeah, old officials. And there, there's like two more ways that they can get in, but um, for the most part, they're not going to get in the the old fashioned way of the baseball writers 
Once again, baseball writers proving to everybody in America that they are the worst sect of sports media. Um, they're arrogant assholes that think that they are doing God's work by denying these guys to get in the M- into the Hall of Fame because of steroid allegations or steroid use, whatever. It's it's just an absolute joke. It has been a joke for a long time now. Um, I've talked about it before. And we have we have an issue in the MLB where you're losing fan base because you're not finding a way to get the younger crowd to watch the games. For me, I'm having a hard time because I'm seeing guys that I grew up watching are now Hall of Fame eligible, and they're either not even getting close to getting to the Hall of Fame, even though they had a Hall of Fame-worthy career, or they're getting denied because of allegations or whatever, but they're still some of the best players from my era of baseball watching as a young guy and uh, yeah so not being well, not seeing Sammy Sosa and not seeing Barry Bonds in there really taints that for me and it puts a sour taste in my mouth when I'm looking at baseball in general it really does um uh, I mean who is a fucking homeboy from the Yankees we were talking about Thurman Munson how is like how is he not in the Hall of Fame he's put up amazing stats yeah yeah like, yeah. how are you a Yankees captain and you don't get fucking in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, there's there's a, there's a, there's the list for the MLB Hall of Fame of guys who haven't gotten in. And I know um, some of the guys came out this year that didn't get in. I think Kurt Schilling didn't get in again, but he doesn't really care anymore. Um, he came out and said, he's he, like, he's, he said yeah, yeah, he said he didn't even want to be on the on the ballot. Um, but he came out this year and he's like, he's like, it's not about who didn't get in. It's about celebrating the guys who did. Congratulations to David Ortiz, which he kind of took the high road there and he's a little right. Like, obviously we should be cool. celebrating David Ortiz for getting in. But the other thing yeah, about Big it Poppy is it was his team. Everyone loves right. Big Poppy. Right. Big Poppy is awesome. And I, and I love that, but also Big Poppy had steroid allegations against him too. His weren't as egregious as Barry Bonds or Clemens because they, were a little bit earlier in the steroid era where they didn't really exactly know what to do with that kind of stuff. And it was kind of an inconclusive testing thing that he was a part of. And even Manfred, who's, I'm not going to take his word for shit, but he came out and said like, you know, he's like that test didn't count or whatever. I don't remember how he worded it, but either way for me, it's like that doesn't taint any baseball writers perception of David Ortiz. Like, don't get me wrong, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's Mr. Mr. October like nobody's business. Like the guy was absolutely lights out in um oh, big in dude, the playoffs, broke the curse. but yeah, he broke the curse. He won won a championship. He's one of the best Red Sox players uh, of all time. Like oh, he's good guy and uh, obviously Kurt Schilling is going to fucking talk good shit on his teammate too, dude. Right. Yeah, that's that's true and like, I don't know. It, it's it's just it's super just disheartening the, that it's just we go through the same shit every single year because the MLB Hall of Fame is a joke and baseball writers make it about them and not about the players who are going in. Because now every single year it's going to be oh who got who turned in a blank ballot, who's on the ballot that's not going to get in. Like we're gonna have we're probably going to yeah. end up with a couple years going forward here where nobody gets in because baseball writers just they're they're too pompous and too arrogant Casey, to fucking man, figure man, it out. I know I always make this suggestion because I'm a selfish piece of shit, but we make you the baseball commission. We make me president of operations. Mm-hmm. What are the things that, what, what is what are the, the dream job that we have? What are the f- first things we do? Uh, the, 
We'll I'll spitball. Say. We'll spitball ideas here. Right. We're, we're the two head honchos of baseball. You're the commish. You got final say. I'm the president of operations. Uh, universe, universal universal DH. I think I make that Ooh, happen. I gotta, oh, I gotta argue that against you, man. I'm not a fan. I still oh, that's like. Right. I forgot. I forgot that you. I forgot that you don't like the um, the All Star game. I'm gonna bring back the fact that the winning side gets home field advantage in the World Series and full heart. Yep. The play. The the players vote on who gets into the game, but you can't vote for players on your own team. I would say do it, do it like hockey does it. The players get a vote, and then the fans can get to choose one person. Maybe maybe the well. maybe the fans choose like a captain, or they get they get something. But no, for the, the fan, most part, get, the fans get one guy in. The fans be like, this is the like the fan the people vote. That are sure. in, the fans can vote, the fan yeah, vote in like sure. a month. Okay. We have one month. You guys can put one guy that you think deserves to be in, in there because they did that for hockey, and I can't remember who the fuck it was now because it's been like five, six years. But they wasn't put it in somebody? Some yeah, schl- yeah. Wasn't it some, some schlub? Yeah, right. some fucking schlub that like up it. and down in the rosters, and he comes in and he fucking scores the like the first fucking goal or the game winning goal in the fucking All Star game, and the it. crowd goes fucking ape shit. It was great. I was like, Hell this yeah. is. I'm like. And yeah. then, like, all the sports like sports writers are obviously going to be like, this is a fucking travesty. This is a fucking tragedy. I'm like, no, it just shows the fact that, like, he's still a professional. He's still very fucking talented. And he can play with the best of the best and f- still fucking play his ass off. And it um, means a lot more to me, the little fucking guy out there that doesn't mean anything out there, than it does to fucking you. The, uh, I would get rid of the expanded playoffs and the one-game playoff. I thought you were a big fan of those. You, you're gonna get rid of the super wild card and the super baseball wild. Card. Whatever the, the fuck they want. No, it should be uh, there. I I don't I, in in baseball. I I guess I'm okay if they want to do the one wild card, but for me, it's it should be about who wins their their division. division. Bring more power to the division. More power to the divisions. That. I, because that, because then, because then, it, then it, it's more celebrated when you're able to win your division. You are the one team out of those four or five teams, whatever, going to the playoffs. And me, it's yeah, more, it and it's more of an honor manners. to, yeah, it's more of an honor to get to the playoffs, and it's a lot harder to get to the playoffs, so it is celebrated more. Um, so I, I'd probably go that route. Um, all of the stuff Here's that they're doing a- to speed up the game, I. Get rid of that shit. Oh, yeah. Here's a big one I've been thinking about. I don't know. I think it'd be okay because a lot of the, like, younger people wouldn't give a shit. And I think because of a certain movie that came out, it would be more favorable to me. I would say I would lift the Black Sox ban and I would allow all eight of those men to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What do you think of that? Bit controversial? Yeah. I think it'd be a good controversial. And then mm-hmm. by doing that, I think it could set it up to being like, all right, if these guys who are eight known cheaters are allowed to get in, then I'd be like, I'm fine with. And then I would also put in like a yeah. stipulation of to being like, I. it's just one of those things is you will be judged by the time you're in. These guys were getting paid pennies on the dollars for being the greatest baseball team there is. And their owner fucked them over. Yep. So they went to look to get over it. And I'm fine with, I think, I probably. Shoeless Joe and Buck Weaver mm-hmm. and Lefty Williams should all be people that get in. Yeah. I think um, uh, there's some other people in there, but if you can name them, then go ahead. Right. No, I, I, I think that you, 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 you reinstate them saying we are reinstating them for the reason of they were one of the greatest baseball teams of all time. 
we obviously do not condone the actions that they did off the field and um, forever tainted the game of baseball, but that does not take away from the skill and um, whatever you want to say, yeah. the skill that these men displayed out there. And then same same thing for Pete Rose. Pete Rose reinstated oh, to baseball. We do not condone his actions off the field in betting on games, including games that he played in or managed. But, yep, but we cannot take away from the fact that Pete Rose has the highest batting average of all time and was one of the greatest baseball players of all time. For those reasons and those reasons alone, Pete Rose is reinstated into baseball and is eligible to be put into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I think I think you come out. Yeah, I think you come out and say some of that kind of stuff. Shake shake things up a little bit. Um, But like I said, like nobody around today has ever been alive to witness fucking the Chicago, right? Like the twenty-one Chicago White Sox did, right? Or I guess nineteen nineteen was when they threw that. Yeah. So that would be. That'd be a big one for me. I'm trying to think of other things that I would try and get. Yeah, the ways to speed up the game, it's fucking dumb. Yep, I agree. As I said earlier, dropping salary, or not dropping salary cap, dropping the luxury tax, I don't think would be bad. I wouldn't raise the threshold on where it is for that. Right. Um, I think putting a cap minimum in would be another big one. Forcing teams to spend a certain that. amount. Yeah, like how the NFL has it, where you have to yeah. hit a cap minimum. Yeah, there might be something to that as well. Um, yeah, it, it, um, it's also, it's interesting for sure. If we are using juiced balls or not juiced balls, I believe that should be public knowledge. I think the fact that the MLB hid that, whether they were using juice balls or not this year, is fucking bullshit. And to me, that's insider trading, and they. One hundred percent use that to manipulate. One hundred percent use that to manipulate gambling. The, the, yeah, they use that to manip- manipulate outcomes of games. They obviously use the juice balls and the balls in their uh, um, field of dreams game because look at how many home runs were hit in that game, and then um, in other that games that weren't. Cool oh yeah, absolutely. But if you're gonna use juice balls there, you use juice balls everywhere. Yeah. You don't get to just pick and choose the games or pick and choose the at bats that get a juice ball. That's not how that works. Um, and I don't when know. When it comes to the whole fucking the Marcus Williams prediction on sticky stuff, I don't know what really to do. There's so much stuff you can do to prove you have resin on your hand. And it's as I said, I was like, you know what? We're going to just do a fucking... To me, it's going to be, we'll give the batters juice balls and you guys can use your fucking whatever new grade sticky stuff it is as long as it's not easy to fucking spot or easy to catch. Right. Kind of yeah, similar to like to you can use pine tar on your bat, but the minute it goes up past a certain point, you're done. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much that is where I'm like out of sight, out of mind. I was like, I'm going to have juice balls for the batter so they can crank those motherfuckers out of the century because, you know, home runs are good. Of course, I'm still more of an affluent of like, I don't give a shit if professional athletes use steroids. Yeah, I know. I've I've never been an advocate of welfare for them. Everyone's like, how can you? It's. I don't know. It's because you're they're, fucking They're adults and they can make their own choices. If they yeah. want to choose to do that, just like you and I can choose to sit here and drink a beer and smoke a bunch of crack rocks. They're adults. They yeah. can make that choice, man. As I've told you, this is America. You can do whatever the fuck you want, man. That's right. I don't give a shit. 
Well, what about the kids watching you? It's like yeah, kids need to fucking. It's been uh, it's been great uh, doing this again, Marcus. Hopefully we can. Uh, oh yeah. We can jump back on and record again. I'm not going to promise a, a guaranteed schedule because I know you and I are are busy and obviously with change in location and stuff like that it's a little bit different but um it's been nice to talk about this after i should be yeah i'm gonna have another move here to arizona soon i should be a bit more affluent no not affluent uh available what i'm looking for consistent oh there you go consistent on recording sessions perfect yeah so we're not we're not going anywhere um occasionally coherent sports talk is still on the network it's not a not a done show or anything like that we're just uh, working through figuring out what's going to work for the both of both of us and um but uh it's the it's the covid right but uh yeah so um if you're listening to this we do appreciate it and uh hopefully uh we'll see you back here soon thanks everyone make sure to drink while drinking.